calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you for joining us. Joining me today on the show is CJ Gibson. What's up? Sean Finnegan. Hello. And by popular request, Fran Mirabella is off the show permanently. (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. Fran is out for the day. He will be back next week. Uh, Guys, if you listen to the audio version, (laughs) if you listen to the audio version, please leave us a review. It helps out the show. So let's go over what we'll be discussing. Today, we'll be discussing the Destiny 2 news out of the latest update, show you the invite that was sent out to attendees, and speculate about a little Easter egg contained within and what it could mean. But first, here's the news. Bungie has reminded us once again about the Destiny 2 May 18th reveal with the following text on their latest blog. You might have noticed that we're inviting some special guests from the media and our community to be part of a live audience for this premiere. They'll be among the first players to get some hands-on time with Destiny 2 immediately after the conclusion of the live stream. The PS4 and PC versions of the game will be on display, so you should expect another wave of news, coverage, and content to dig into after the event is over. Yes, IGN will be there, and we will be sure to let you know how the PC and PS4 versions compare. If you're watching on mobile and use the Destiny app, 25 new stickers were added to your phone that will allow you to send your friends some cute characters from the game as text messages. Just download the app update and they should be available to you right now. Bungie.net was also updated, allowing you to filter by the language of your choice. So if you would prefer a language that is not English, now you have a few more options. Server maintenance on Destiny will take place on May 4th at 10 a.m. and last until 2 p.m., so if you're expecting to play during that time, feel free to take a short break. The May 18th reveal is just 20 days away, and I cannot wait until we can show you more. Speaking of showing you guys more, let's open this up and talk about the Easter eggs. Have yes, you guys seen let's. this? Yeah, oh, yeah so I woke up this morning and was scrolling through my Twitter, and there yeah. were some Twitch streamers and uh, Destiny community people being like, look what I got. I'm so excited. So I've seen what's in there, but I'm still stoked. Ooh. Basically, we're on the wide. Uh, we'll edit in uh, some better shots of this later. But uh, 
Destiny 2 gameplay premiere event, physical invite, April 28th, 2017. Then it's an embargo sheet. Don't talk about this until now. We're good to talk about that. And uh, we can discuss more. Physical invite, huh? Yeah, the physical invite. This is the actual uh, good part, the interesting thing. There's camera one. It's not true. It is. Well, it's what's in here that's super interesting. Oh, really? Because I think this figure of Cade is well, that, super interesting. So this figure of Cade was also given away for GameStop pre-orders of Destiny 2. Yeah, I did but see this that. this Cade figure is dope. I'll give you that. Uh, so this says, welcome to a world without light. And on the front, you see a dead ghost. Whoa. So, I don't know if you guys saw Dark. this. Yet. Yeah, it's, so, very, it's very dim. It's hard to see it. In, in uh, the trailer, everyone was like, where are the ghosts? And this kind of further hints at the uh, dead ghosties. And on the back, there's some text there. I'll read it to you guys. Bungie and Activision invite you to the Destiny 2 gameplay premiere May 18th, 2017. Doors open 9.15 a.m. Keynote begins 10 a.m. Jet Center, L.A., Hawthorne, California. One entry per person. Invite non-transferable. So, CJ... <laughs> Give it. I've transferred it, but unfortunately, Aww. this is just a piece of paper, really. Rip. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you can't go. Oh, yeah, thanks. So uh, here's the box. I've opened it up, and on the inside, it is a little ghost pin, which is actually really, really cool. Baller. Yeah. And uh, I think if you like were to fold it this way, I think it kind of makes the shape of a ghost. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, no, it kind of looks like I'm that. Crazy. Yeah. CJ will give it to me. Sean's Sean's doubting me. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we need Fran Mirabella to model this pin here. <clears throat> it's like last uh, week's episode. <laughs> and then uh, yes, we do get the Cade Six figure. Very cool. And uh, I'll open let's open him up. Uh, he's really cool. So this is uh, a lot of you guys have this already. If you happen to pre-order Destiny Two at GameStop, you actually get this little Cade Six guy. Did you pre-order? I didn't. I did, but not on uh, GameStop, so I didn't get the Cade Six thing. Uh, right. I was gonna pre-order, then cancel it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> work uh, the yeah. system. So it's this cool, cool Cade Six figure. Uh, I'm actually really happy I got this because I think I missed the pre-order window. I don't know if they have more of these. Tons of people in the community have it. Check it out. Uh, I actually didn't have time to get it. Uh, Sean, do you want to look at it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice. Every time Destin gets something cool, we kind of sit next to each other. So it sits kind of in the spot that I look at it most you can of the time. Look at it, it, enjoy it. But, uh, nice. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cute. So let's talk about the the dead okay. ghost. So basically, uh, talking about the get dead ghost in this invite. Um, the, the thing about this is everybody in the reveal trailer was wondering where they were. And there's a lot of theories. So yeah. what does it mean if the ghosts are dead? If the ghosts are dead, they're your means to be resurrected. The ghosts were tr- created by the Traveler and sent to revive you, so mm. to speak. And uh, if they're gone, uh, there could be some sort of mechanic in the game where if, if you die or – as I hypothesize in the Rewind Theater, maybe if N- NPCs die, like if Zavala dies, he's gone. Yeah. You know, uh, and that gives them a lot more leeway with what they can do in the story. Now, of course, there's a way to write them mm. back to life if they choose to. They could be like, oh, the Traveler's gone. You defeated the Cabal. The Traveler's okay. And now everybody's back. Yeah. Do, do we know what the status of the Traveler is right uh, now? Is it dead? Cause it's the- not dead. It's not life like support. Dead. It it's looks still like it's floating just, there. Yeah, so in the balance. Yeah. Uh, well, like they said, like the traveler up. gave its last breath of life to create the ghosts. Okay, maybe it is dead. And then it's been but, like, <laughs> but during the game, like one of your favorite moments, Sean, is um, 
Yeah, they're still like siphoning life off the hive. Yeah. They're still siphoning life off of the traveler. How can I block CJ? As the end of the let's, get, let's get rid of this, Destin. <laughs> let's get rid of this right here. There we go. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be really interesting to. I I just I think it means a little bit more. Literally, like they're just not going to be. Someone was tweeting me about this. Uh, they're like, "What do you think the max light level is going to be?" And I was like, "Man, I'm not even sure light's going to be a thing in Destiny 2. Like, I think it'll be a regular progression and sort of talent experience." Uh, sort of system and not like you get max level and then in order to progress past that you acquire light i don't think that that's going to be a mechanic in the game but i don't think that means there's going to be no light in the game light is like light is how the guardians channel their super abilities like Mm -hmm. it's one of the core mechanics basically and one of the almost lore things that kind of uh allow you to progress as a character allow you to gain your super and all that stuff they have I don't know if the ghosts are tied to that per se, but it's going to be interesting to see how all the mechanics change because we know basically the safe harbor is gone. We know we're not sticking around on the Cosmodrome. Yep. You know, we're not sticking around on Earth, basically. We are leaving to go get people back, to bring people back, and then take the tower back eventually. But when you start out in Destiny 2, it's not in a good place. Like, the other thing. in the, a happy time. The other thing that's weird is that a few people mentioned this. We didn't lose any main characters that we grew attached to from Destiny 1 as well. So maybe there's another piece of that puzzle where somebody could die and die permanently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no ghosts, no resurrection. You know. well, that's what the I keep talking about. To me, yeah. to me, <laughs> that's the most exciting thing because there yeah. are a ton of these characters that we like yeah. who could die. And, yeah. like, I don't know where the actor's contracts are at with Activision or whatever, but, I mean, that's usually a way to be like, well, his con- he's doing this movie, so I don't know yeah. if he's going to be able to be in uh, so-and-so game at the same time. And it was really weird when they announced, like, Peter Dinklage being changed over. Obviously, everybody remembers when uh, Nathan... Nolan Nolan North? Uh, Nolan North came yeah. back in, yeah. But it was weird that they didn't use that as, like, a plot device, in a mm-hmm. way. Gone, you know, you could you could yeah. just maybe have him transition that way. In, in a sense yeah, that they just kind of did it. I feel like Dinklage got so big with Game of Thrones, and they're just like he's too expensive now. Yeah. To oh, do this. that absolutely had some yeah, yeah for sure factor. But there could have been an opportunity there to write a story element in there, and then have that as like a continuity piece. Mm. I mean, I hope if they make any sweeping changes, obviously they explain that in the narrative. I think like it would be something. That would benefit them better. It just helps players get more immersed in the world if there's a reason for the th- for the things that happen yeah. in the game, um, both mechanically and sort of like systemically. But I don't know. Do you guys really think that something as big as light would just be like totally gone from the game? I don't know, dude. Like they're talking about say, drastically yeah. revamping how the game plays. And a lot of people are like, you know, we're all talking about what we want from Destiny 2 right now. And uh, we're actually going to have a feature coming out for that next week, Monday. The problem is I think the mechanics are going to change so drastically that we're going to get a different type of game. I don't think you can necessarily expect the same exact type of experience that we got with Destiny 1. I think it's going to change significantly to the point that (sighs) your expectations that are tied to the Destiny 1 and how it was built, like with matchmaking. Everybody talks about matchmaking and how raids can't have matchmaking. I'm like, they can fix that, but you're stuck in the mindset of how strikes and stuff work right now. Yeah, I mean, I totally get... I don't think there's anyone out there that wants Destiny 2 to be exactly the same thing as Destiny 1. But at the same time, like, if it's a sequel, I don't know many sequels out there that have just totally done away with whatever the first game was and gone in a totally different direction, right? You're still going to have supers. You're still going to level up. It's still going to be like a first-person shooter. Yeah, Yeah. it's still going to be like weapon and gear based i think 
Like the the progression will be at least, but yeah. the, the discussion of even how weapons progress too. Like I always think that like having white and green and you know weapons is kind of dumb. Like I hope they just have legendaries. See, that's the kind of stuff. And then, yeah, Engrams will still play a part. I feel. I, I feel, feel like, like it will it's too. So core to the experience. But yeah, think, think, Engrams in some way will play a part. Yes. But I don't know that you're necessarily going to have white, green, blue. Purple, no, yellow. I hope they yeah. still have that. I hope they do, but it's like they will. But imagine if actually getting a green is like more of a special experience well, instead of just millions of them drop. That's right. what I was going to say. Is like it's you know. I mean, again, I keep bringing I, how many times on the show have I compared this to World of Warcraft? But in World of Warcraft, like there are legendary so exotics in world in yeah. World of Warcraft are called legendaries. Mm-hmm. Everything else is like lower tier, right? Yeah. But like. Those exist in the game, but very few people have them because they're so difficult to get. And when you get them, it's like an enormous achievement, and they're very, very powerful. Uh, I can see how that might ruffle some feathers in the community. Like That's if it's what I so want, hard though. to get. Like when you yeah. had Galahorn, it was a, the only problem with get, the Galahorn drop in year one that was, was that it was random. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, if there was a quest line you could do with your buddies, and yeah. you could all work towards it was really that hard. Galahorn, and it was really difficult, and you were rewarded with that exotic weapon that everybody yeah. talks about, or that you're going to need for the raid encounter or to make the raid encounter easier. There was something special though about that magical Galahorn drop. Like it's funny. Think of another weapon because that it's is a slot machine. It was, but that so that made it. Crazy, like everybody remembers that moment the Galahorn dropped for them, unless you bought it from Zer. So I, yeah. I mean, well, I, that was yeah, a year or two and after. exactly, and that was a long time after. But you I bought mean, it, right? No, I got a random drop about a month, maybe six weeks before it first got nerfed. Finally, after like oh, right. many, many hours of not playing yeah. or not getting it. Uh, I funnily though, like it took me longer to get truth, which I finally got my first truth. Oh, nice, <laughs> like last week. That's crazy. Um, I don't know. I think it would be cool if they revamped sort of. The rarity, but yeah, changed it so that it wasn't a random drop or uh, just something entirely based on RNG and made it like a long quest line or something very difficult, a very difficult quest line. That way it would imbue it with more uh, importance for players, but also uh, make people feel like they earned it instead of we're just like awarded it randomly. Speaking cool. of Zur, you made me think about this. Uh, Zur actually has 90% plus drops on all of his gear this week. So if you're trying to build a T12 or T11. Anyway, sorry, super gotcha. nerdy stuff. <laughs> but like, I'm like, Zur, oh yeah, he had that good gear I forgot to mention in the beginning. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, do you th- what about Zur and Destiny 2? Do you think he's going to play a core Same part? thing, yeah. I hope he plays what if he's the one who does. I don't know. I mean, yeah. we don't know much People about... Like, I see him in the background. I'm like, that's not Zur. No, we didn't. Yeah, we no, looked, I mean, I, I think Zur is one of the more... I mean, by design, enigmatic figures in the universe of Destiny, and I think it's really cool. I think he's really cool, and I really want to explore more of the narrative with him because, like, he comes bearing all these gifts, and for a lot of Destiny 1, he was, like, the only way to get exotics, right? Yeah. Uh, and then he represents, yeah, he represents the Nine, who is this, like, mysterious council of figures who we don't know if they're, like, allies or foes or, like, what their yeah. long-term you plan know, is. I just want to know more about that. That gets me really excited because, like, who yes, are the Nine? You're, you're leaving exactly. Earth, right? And you have to go to, you're going to go to space. Yeah. What if you go to the Nine and ask for help or, like, like find what Earth, even like, could the Nine be? And that adventure yeah. is even more exciting. Like Guardians? Especially if there's space combat. Because mm-hmm. death now holds weight. Right. When you go, when you leave Earth, you're vulnerable. You're constantly vulnerable. And there's probably some sort of loss of progression if you were to die in Destiny 2. Like imagine it's like Dark Souls where if you die once, okay, all your loot's there still and you have a chance to get it back. But if you die again, you don't get it. Like you you reset that progression. We don't know what they're going to do, but they're definitely – I mean with this dead ghost thing. 
Um, there's definitely weight tied to death now. Well, they, in some way, how they're going to implement that though, that's what I'm trying yeah. to think of. I mean, they revamped the light level system from year one to two anyways. It went from, you know, what were you level 32 and there was no official rank sort of thing. So even that was, at first it was hard to understand. It's like, oh, I first got to get to experience 40, which was, yeah, used to be my light level. And then it's your gear after. Yeah. That. And then, then they brand, the ghost is coming alive. Yeah. yeah. Ah, He's okay. Um, but yeah, then they then they kind of took a different approach and said, okay, light levels to four hundred, and then I don't even remember how it initially was. Yeah, max level was what twenty six, right? After the campaign, no, twenty four. Thirty. Yes, thirty. Year one was thirty. Year one was thirty. Because no, but what you, you, you... Chrono raid to get to thirty two, and then after that, that's when they evolved it. But did you use light one, to get there? Year one yeah. was thirty. There was no. Oh right, the light, light was on the gear. No, but the light was on right, the yes. gear. That's yes. what it was. Never okay. leveled up. It wasn't until Taken King that they introduced. Okay, you actually have to level up again to forty. Yeah, and then you can put on all this new stuff. Yeah, and that well, was the light was like a built-in like, stat. It wasn't on the gear. That's when they changed. Light that, was right? a built-in stat to your gear <laughs> to in gear. year one. <clears throat> yeah, in vanilla right. destiny. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like in taking so the only King, way to get to thirty was to run vault of glass until your eyes bled times. and get the, <laughs> get the specific piece yeah. of gear drop that you need. And apparently, they never adjusted that loot table because I'm st- I got yeah. one full set. I got a warlock oh, full set. Oh, I still oh. don't have a full yeah, set. Yeah, I got tough. I got a headpiece the other day or yesterday from Crota, but. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone is getting the armor drops that they want. No. Yeah, yeah. Brian jokingly tweeted out, he's like, "Hey, does uh, I played the I played the raids a lot? Uh, I'm not getting any armor drops. Does it drop armor? Yeah. <laughs> does it? Yeah. Lots of weapons. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't want to get armor where literally like nothing drops, <laughs> and I'm like, did I get it? I got a weapon. Yeah, I got Praetorian foil, so I have like all the weapons year this year. Never have gotten. I have just I about ever. all the weapons. Weapon drops are like nuts, but armor drops are super stingy. I, I really want that vaults of glass armor too. Yeah, it's that right. It's you kind of really care about the crowd armor. Like it looks yeah. cool. Like all like you know. It's too busy. I like Oryx. It's really busy. Yeah. Too busy. It's I cool like though. Oryx because like the cracked yeah. aspect of it, and I really like uh, Vault of Glass. Yeah. And then uh, Wrath of the Machine. I already had most of those sets. Yeah, I had a full so, Wrath of the Machine yeah. set too, but the new set does look cooler. Well, yeah. you, the Vault of Glass have though, a like the ornaments set. specifically. Yeah. If you have a splice set already from Wrath, you can just activate the ornament. Um, uh, right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like if you have the old one and it's the spliced version, you can just activate the ornament. And you're good. Yeah. To go. That was like the red right. yeah. versus the black, right? Right. Yeah. Or at least as a hunter. So, I mean, one interesting thing we talked about that character Hawthorne. We know that he's. This is actually in Hawthorne, California. Yeah, I noticed that. That, that was I think clever. that's like a pleasant coincidence. I don't <laughs> Which know. Is funny because like, right. have you guys been to Hawthorne? <laughs> Yeah, We've not always, a lot there. I've always wondered like how not they actually name their weapons <laughs> and the, all the, the stuff. So there's there's obviously probably a bit more. Like that is a nice finite detail. Like mm-hmm. to me, like those are the things I think once we get a chance to, you should ask that with them. They're they're really smart and clever when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting to see that on the invitation. So there's that character. We know that he's. It seems like that character is going to teach you, or you will be that character. And yeah, you're so going to learn about how to. This is the guy who stuff without a ghost. This is the guy who isn't a guardian, but mm-hmm. like left the. Gu- the protection of the city and the tower like early on and then like it's been surviving out in the wild all this time by himself right basically. that's the character basically yeah it's yeah, the okay. synopsis of who that person is did you see Bife's video about Radagast it just came out just came out I haven't seen it yet it's so good yeah it's in the it's in the update and as well yeah I think he released it yesterday but it's so good so if he starts doing one for all these characters coming out it'll be, it'll be awesome yeah. yeah definitely I mean we don't know much about them right now yeah so uh 
with the video that we were talking about earlier, what are some of the key things that you definitely want to see happen with the sequel? I, so for me, I'll start. I definitely have talked about this a lot. I like that they're departing so vastly from the original, or at least that's the rumor. And if it's true, I'm glad they're departing pretty vastly from the original and implementing some new interesting things in the sequel because I want to see what they they do there. Mm-hmm. How are they going to change the game for the better? They know a lot of their mechanics work like stacking. I ha- all my inventory is, is a bunch of garbage I don't want stacked up, yep. and I got to dump it into my vault because I just I don't want it, and I can't delete it. But get out of my vault. You're taking up inventory space. Like all the yeah. runes I have that are just taking up a slot. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, For me, yeah, I think the when I was saying before about legendary versus rare engrams, I think that if the weapons were all legendaries mm-hmm. and they potentially had the ability to light level those up, I think it eliminates. You think of all the stuff that looks similar in white, you know, rare blue engrams. doesn't make sense to do that. Like you literally don't use... Like, how many weapons are there in the game like that? Probably, like, 50%? More. More? Mm-hmm. Why spend all that time implementing, naming, and designing all these weapons? They look the same as their legendary counterparts. So you're saying transmog, which is something Sean has been yes. talking about for years, Exactly. Basically. Because it's just – it doesn't make any sense to have all those things in the game when you only use it for the first, like, 30% of the game. There's a ton of blue gear, too, that looks really, really cool. Yeah. And then it's just like, Can't all right, well, I got this legendary that I hate, but it's a higher light level. Yeah. And I don't like the Better design of it. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I've always said you got to look cool to be cool. So – <laughs> it's the Sean motto. Yeah. You get style points for everything you do, man. So, like, even if gear isn't quite that, right. as good, I'll wear something that doesn't – that looks cooler. Yeah. And, and that was um, But that only goes so one, far. Right? Like, it's not going to be, like, a blue, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that was the issue with year one is that you just grind it out like those first two raids and you're like, hey, check it out. I'm max light. Oh, look. I'm the same as that other guy who's max light. Yeah. Hey, we're all the we same all because yeah. there's one activity to get max lights. They it'd did be, a really good job at it'd doing It would be cool. That. I mean, they they addressed a little bit of that with shaders. Like, a yeah. lot more shaders would be cool. And I think we'll get that. I think we'll just get a lot more customization. But, like, the thing that I would want that I've always talked about, and I've said it many times on the show again, so I kind of hate to tread the same ground again. But, like, I really just hope they embrace, like, an MMORPG systems and mechanics philosophy especially with the talents and like the guardian play styles because like for the most part you're running the same builds for pve and pvp for every class there's not a lot of variation mm. i don't know you don't you keep the same like when was the last time for pve and pvp no no, no not for P- gear wise i'm talking about i'm talking about like talents and abilities oh, yeah here. so if you oh, have gotcha. t12 like, okay. it's like why just are ask you yourself when was the last time yeah, you ever true. saw someone use uh blade dancer in pve yeah yeah rare like I would, I see. I see, now, I see I'm not asking. I'm not asking for. I'm not asking for um, Blade Dancer to be equal to or greater than the other ones. But if there was a way, if there was enough nuance and depth in the talent trees to where if you were smart and a good theory crafter, and you itemized right, it could work at least decently well yeah. or do something differently than the other builds that would be something that offers uh, players the opportunity to kind of really get in there and dig deep and come up with new things that the devs don't really hadn't really thought about yeah i'm trying to think the biggest impact for blade dancer was um uh the crota raid like and that was a piece of the puzzle that <clears throat> oh, i used, you can go in viz you can go in viz so that's one of those things so it also played a big part in like of- challenge of El- or exactly. prison of elders where like well, right now you tell it because it buffs damage. Yeah. It, it kicks your anybody out orders. of their super yeah. or yeah. kills them instantly. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like yeah. it's clear. It's cl- clearly the best spec for PvE is 
Night Stalker, unless yeah. there's one or two situations in which a Golden Gun. So, for instance, like we have one hunter on Crow to run Golden Gun just so that we can one shot the Sword Bear, yeah, and yeah. get the sword real fast. Mm-hmm. Like that's minor things like that. The Celestial, and then they can also one shot the orb thing. I can't remember. The Oversoul, yeah. Oversoul, Oversoul, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, the example I used was a long time ago. uh, There's this, there's these Titan gloves, these exotics called No Backup Plans, where when you get a shotgun kill, it activates your Overshield. Overshield. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, I'll run Invective. Or wait, no, then there's, yeah, Invective. I think it's Invective. I can't remember. Well, there's another. There's a shotgun that exotic. Auto regenerates, yeah. Yeah. But there's another, there's a shotgun specifically that I believe when you get a kill, it triggers the overshield as well. Mm. So I figured, oh, wait, I'll put both of these on. Yeah. And then I'll spec my abilities to uh, basically just allow my overshield to be always recharging. Yeah. And I'll run around shotgunning people, have infinite ammo, always have an overshield up. <laughs> and all I'll do is just handle ads, and everyone else will be able to focus, and my fire team will be able to focus on things that I can't instantly kill. Yeah. And I'll be really, really efficient in this way. And I was like, this is the greatest idea. I've never seen a Titan run this specific defender build mm-hmm. before. It's going to be great. Bought all the gear, leveled it all up, <laughs> specced it right, jumped crazy. into a raid, and guess what? It turns out the two items that this build is predicated on share the same cooldown. Yeah. So you can't do it. <laughs> and nowhere on the gear does it say that it's, that it shares the same cooldown. And my point is... That's a limitation that's built into the game by the developers that I, using my own intellect, should have been able to overcome or go around. So you're saying the, the facts and are a little muddled with the, the yeah. inventory. Well, just like embrace that. Allow players to come up with that kind of stuff and have it work you know, t- as opposed to limiting it in-game. Hearing you discuss stuff like this, it reminds me of uh, the Reddit thread about uh, the guy who played Destiny wasn't aware of the community yes. and the stuff that he like didn't understand that the game probably should have laid out a little better. Like He didn't have all this gear because he's yeah. just like, oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. And yeah. he happened to team up with the, uh, this one group that showed him a bunch of the like little secrets and stuff like yeah. that. And, and I mean, so there's a, I agree with you in one sense, but then there's the other piece of the puzzle for Destiny where it's the experience of figuring that stuff out. Yeah. Like the whole Sherpaing thing, I think evolved from that. So like Sherpa evolved, like Raid Sherpa. I mean, yeah, you need help sometimes because yeah. you don't understand the mechanics, but, uh, in some aspects it evolved because it, the game didn't do a good job of explaining some of the mechanics. Right. In the same way that LFG evolved because the game should have had an LFG system. I mean, like, it was a, a need that the community had. Yes. That the community had to create for themselves. It's kind of like with World of Warcraft. Uh, but I think they did a little bit better job of so they, building that stuff into their product. So they could be better, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. There's some details that you feel like you wish that they would explain or at least show you. But then there's other pieces of the puzzle with Destiny. Even, if they told you, I think it would take away from that, mm, like, mystique no, so, of figuring it out. I'm not even I'm not even saying that they should explain it. I'm just saying that like if there is a limitation, like so for it's clear. Yeah, like in World of Warcraft, there are many different types of gear or talents that stack like a fifty percent damage buff, right? Mm -hmm. But it'll say like this item does not stack. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, so if I put these two together, it won't work. Whereas, like, I thought it would have been really cool if I came up with a build that I thought would be awesome and it's based on these two things. Nothing says I can't do that and then it doesn't work. I feel disappointed. That's all. I think I – You would have – if it worked, I would have stumbled upon that myself. No one would have explained it to me. Right. It would have been a great discovery and instead I'm let down because it didn't work. Haven't you guys thought about, like, what if I could play Night Stalker differently or what if I could play – Of course. Yeah. And then tweak the builds in that way. Other MMORPGs do that where people would do really interesting things with the way they distribute their talent points. Oh, and that's the other thing is the talent trees. There's so many throwaway nodes in there right. that mm-hmm. people just 
like you, you no one ever so selects it. Because... I run max armor except if I have to jump really high. Does anybody not run that out of you guys? Yeah, it doesn't really affect my as a titan. I mean, it depends on what ability. I'm doing. Yeah, I, I switch back and forth depending on if I'm wanting agility to be quicker. Sometimes I play that way. Okay. But, you know, it depends. Very there was, rarely, there was a, uh, I believe it was a hunter build. It was either a hunter or a titan where you could literally fly across the map. You're yeah. just moving way faster. Well, I use bones oh, for that titan, reason. For sure. Like, titan yeah. skating. Yeah, yeah titan skating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are times when it's – I hear what you're saying, though. There's there's a lot of talents where, yeah, you're on them 90% of the time. Uh, this is where I think PC you know raises an interesting mm-hmm. piece of that puzzle where we were talking. Talking about, uh, and again, there was a lot of speculation last week. I read some of the comments where people are like, "Oh, you know, you, you guys don't play a lot of PC games, maybe." And it's like, "Well, no, we're not saying we we do, but in this situation where Destiny potentially could dramatically change from, you know, enabling nodes really quickly to going back from this weapon or that weapon, that is a piece of puzzle where I do think." If if the PC build loads faster and can equip nodes quicker and then you oh, can yeah. do that kind of stuff. I like, hate hopping into that. my menu and it's just like loading, yeah. loading. I'm like, I just need to pop heavy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because with the Night Stalker, yeah. yeah, I do that. I go back and forth from like having the node where I regenerate orbs to my smoke lasting longer. So I yeah. do that and I change it before I super. Mm-hmm. So there are moments like that where, yeah, I think – don't use a ton. PC will have that stuff. That's the kind of I mean, stuff that they'll make macros for us. Yeah. Like, bloop, that build, bloop. That and I mean, that's build. just yeah. getting, that's getting a little bit away from what I was talking about, which just to reiterate was like, I hope that Destiny 2 embraces a more like player focused depth mentality. Like, I just want the game to be really deep. Like, have a lot of systems that can kind of be complex that you mm-hmm. have to think about that you have to test. You know, like, if two talents, let's say two talent nodes look th- like, like they both do something really good for your abilities and you're not sure which one. Well, you gotta pick one and you gotta go out into the world. You gotta shoot a bunch of things and be like, it does this much damage. You gotta add it up. Then you gotta go spec the other one, do the same thing and be like, oh, this one's better. And then you test it with different weapons. Like I love that mentality. And I think f- coming from deep MMORPGs, that's what I would love to see Destiny do more of. Cause I think everything they've done otherwise, like I think as an FPS, it's a great shooter. Yeah. yeah. Moving, running, jumping, shooting at each other, the guns, the sound, all of that is amazing. None of that needs to change. Yeah. It's, it looks better in 60. Exactly. Yeah, it's all of the other sort of RPG <laughs> mechanics that I think need to be buffed. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's little things, yeah, like we talked many, we talked about a lot of features like, you know, the transmog. That would be awesome. Um, I've talked about vehicles. Like Bungie is the, they're the creators of Halo and yeah. Halo is like a top tier, maybe yeah. the great, one of the it, great FPS yeah, shooters. It. Yeah. It's like yeah. they nailed like Halo works because it's the trifecta of shooters, right? It's guns, grenades, vehicles. Yeah. All of them are perfect. Mm-hmm. And Bungie innovated that philosophy. It boggles my mind that they couldn't get vehicles to work in Destiny. I would like to see them take another shot at that. So now that yeah. now that all the raids have kind of gone through their iterations, we've all played them all. Uh, Destiny is definitely like sunsetting. What I'm doing right now is I'm trying to just I've already 100% of my book. Now I'm trying to like wow, really? get all the crazy, uh, get all the emblems out of the book. Have you 100% of your book on both platforms though? I'm not doing Xbox, but I do have <laughs> it. I did get my hunter up to 375 on Xbox. So yeah, so that's wow. what you were doing the other day. Nice Me and Brian done. were on, and we were like, we needed Destin. a sixth for our raid, yeah. and we were like, Destin's on. <laughs> yeah. We were like, his wow. thing's probably like. You so it was funny. You were like at 170 light, yeah, and then Brian's like, oh, he's too low, and then he goes, wait. He's loving it up though. He just jumped to like 190. Wait, <laughs> wow, 220. Really? Wait, 240. Like you were oh. leveling up as we kept like looking at your character. <laughs> it was funny. really funny. I, uh, I was hopping over to my warlock and I had the spark of light on my hunter. I'm like, Oh, well, I'll give that oh, to my lowest right. level character. Gave it to my warlock and immediately I'm like, Well, I'm rise of iron ready and that'll quickly get me to. 
uh, where I need to be with that character oh, for Rise of Iron. Light. I still have a spark of light, too. So I yeah. do, too. So it's interesting. I was thinking about that because I really would like to be able to play, yeah, on Xbox and PC, depending on, you know, what system or platform you gravitate to. I never thought about that being an option. Maybe if you have – that might be a way to maybe circumvent if they don't do the whole character progression thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone just gets so sparks of light. If, you're, if, you, if you, play, you hop yeah, in, could, if you maybe. hop into Destiny two day and you have the collection or whatever, you get yeah. the spark of light, right? Yeah. And uh, you go through the intro story, you pop that spark of light. You're two twenty. Yeah. Immediately. That's good. So, two twenty yeah. light. Yeah. Mm. Uh, two twenty at forty. That might be the way to oh. to do that. Where it's like if you're playing on PC, maybe Wait, really the spark yeah. of light gives you gear and it levels you up to forty immediately. Yeah. Oh, maybe I will start a warlock then. I just yeah, didn't want to do any questing. And then what you do yeah. is you grind, uh, yeah, all the grind through the Rise of Iron Rise story, of Iron basically. Yeah. That gets you to about 300-ish. And then you just do strikes. I can't believe you're actually doing that because I thought about doing it. And then that's the reason that it kept me from We don't even have to do the campaign. Yeah. I have like all kinds of infusion material. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been watching Grenade or Jake well, a lot lately. Yeah, and you he have does trial carries. You don't even have to grind to 300. You just no. go from... 220 to 400. I'm trying, I'm trying to get carry through trials on Xbox <laughs> oh, with a crappy geez. character. Oh my god. Hey, <laughs> yeah. it's been done before. So when I first, what was it? I can't remember. Early on in Destiny 1 when trials first, I think I re- Oh yeah, I got my Hunter to I think whatever the max level was before mm-hmm. 32, like 20. There was like this uh after level 20 but before like 28, there's that gap where it's really hard to like level yeah. up. Remember back in early, early Destiny? Yep. I remember uh, I was at that point when I started my hunter, like at, after that, and I had two of my friends carry me in trials when I was like six levels lower than everyone. Oh yeah, and they basically played two v three the whole time, and Terrible. then I got to the lighthouse. You run, you run out as distraction. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, paint. I just yeah, I just res bait. Yeah, I'd kind of like yeah. sit around and like glance around corners, be like they're over here, and like just communicate information to them yeah, and stand in the back. That's and what then, friend like, does. They bait me. <laughs> Not here to defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he gets for taking a day off. Um, but uh, just moving back to that, I think that would be a really cool way to potentially have you have the ability to play on both consoles or like all three is if you have an account and they don't want to do the whole character migration thing, spark a light if you're on PlayStation 4 and hit max level. Yeah. You get that on PC or on Xbox. So if there's a way to potentially do something where, cause like, yeah, sharing all your weapons between games or oh, yeah. exclusives and like, all that stuff, right? Okay, look, it, why we that's see that difficult. on, play- we see that on PlayStation. You yeah. did like everything, but you didn't on xbox or pc so because it's tied.bungie.net we'll give you this item yes that will basically let you level up your characters on those other platforms to where you that would be started great. on or where you start yeah on, uh, on those on whatever your platform preference would be. yeah because there's a lot of people who are saying too they would like to see if it's going to be shared progress but i mean i doubt it i doubt it too like that's a yeah. technical feat that i don't think i mean they could do it but from it's a, more like a, they don't want to work with each other it's, it's tough yeah Here's, that part's tough so we've done like everything in destiny one we have this may taint reveal right around the corner uh everybody's going to play it in may i feel strongly that the beta is going to be in june mm-hmm I think the beta is going to be in June. I think it'll be E3, and they're yeah. like, the beta is here for everybody. People at E3 will get to play, and you'll get to play it at home. This big PR thing, and it's yeah. smart. It's a smart strategy. The thing is, I think once that beta hits, if the beta goes long enough, nobody's going to be playing Destiny 1. Everyone's going to be either in the beta or playing Destiny 2 once it is. CJ will play. <laughs> I'll so be in trials You'll still. play Trials, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll like, play the one mode that you won't their, have. Right. Their previous betas have been what? Like a week or two? Week. No, like two the weeks. alpha was like a month. Right? Really? Was that long? That- it felt it felt like a long time because that's all I did. Yeah, I'll, I can't yeah, I'll I bet you if months. you go back, it's like a week. 
I'd have to look up the stats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so you're basically saying if the beta comes out. There was an out, alpha and a beta, and yes. then the game came out. Yeah. Beta, well, I mean, so neither, I don't remember the alpha or the beta lasting all that long. Mm-hmm. And I remember they both had like a, you couldn't go past level eight. Yeah, you got yeah, level, you level, level right? eight, and that was Crucible, it. Yeah. yeah, like I think, well, it'll have some weird stipulation like that. Um, and I also don't think it's going to be like a big chunk of the game to play. Do you think it'll be June, though? The beta? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> July? I mean, the game's out in September. Yeah. So, like, when else would they do it? I mean, July yeah. seems more likely. I just think they're going to get – I think – I don't think they're going to have the beta in the same month that they do whatever they have playable at E3. Okay. You know? Interesting. Like, I think that they're going to want to do their gameplay reveal in which they let whatever, some small people play it, at a smaller, like, amounts of people play it, like influencers, Twitch streamers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I think they're going to do a big E3, here's it on the stage, here's everything you want to know, like, get the ball really rolling, and then that same event at E3, it'll be behind closed doors where they get the like a little bit more people talking about it, and then they cruise on that for a month or so, let all the other E3 news dry up, then they do a big beta. I just don't think... It, in June, it's not too soon. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that if they do it... I think if they launched at the end of June, it would be perfect, because mm-hmm. then... I mean, this is the first time E3 is open to the public. People yeah. come in... Which, side I, note, those 15,000 tickets, still not sold out months yeah, later. Yeah, but, but again, everybody who's coming for Destiny is excited about that. So totally. that'll generate that hype. End assuming, of June, the assuming it's playable at E3. Yeah, which, assuming it's playable. It seems like it's going to be. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'd say end of June or right after E3 would be awesome and how long it lasts. And will I play Destiny 1 in the meantime? Yeah, I will. Yeah. Like, I'll go back to it just to play Trials for the sake of, like, it's what I do. It's like a ritual every weekend. But I mean, yes, I'll be whatever once is the sequel's in... out, though, I think. Yeah, Destiny 2. You know what? I think once the sequel's out, if Trials doesn't come with it, like we discussed last episode, people will still go back to Destiny oh, yeah. 1 just for Trials. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I won't. Well, yeah. hardcore, like CJ yeah, and yeah. Fran. Halo. Yeah. You know? uh, we had this conversation, I mean, you and I, I think, uh, a few weeks back, where when Halo 3 got released, I went to that, but mm-hmm. still played Halo 2 a lot. And Halo 2 was still top of the leaderboards for a long time, like even after, um, you know, into that whole Xbox, you know, 360 cycle. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling I will play Destiny 1 still. But, yeah, when it first comes out, there's going to be lots to explore, lots to do, uh, but Trials will always be there Definitely. for me in Halo 1. Or, Destiny one. <laughs> Oops. Guys, I think that's all we have time for this episode. What I'm going to ask the community this time is, uh, if you guys have any thoughts about this Destiny 2 invite, and, uh, if you would like to, uh, call into speakpipe.com slash fireteam chat and let us know what you think about that dead ghost. What do you think they're going to do in the Destiny sequel? Uh, I would love it if you did that and we would talk about it on the show. That is it for this episode of Fireteam Chat. Don't forget we post every Friday at 5, guys. Let's get ready for the outro. We're just going to do it. And then I'm going to do an unboxing of this thing right afterwards. (laughs) All right. Thank you for watching. And until next time, Guardians Guardians out. out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. 
wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.